The paper, Toward a Theory of Public Entrepreneurship, won the European Management Review 2010 Best Paper Award and was authored by Peter Klein, Joseph Mahoney, Anita Magan and Christos Patelis, Director of the Centre for International Business and Management at Cambridge Judge Business School. Dr Patelis and Professor Mahoney gave an exclusive interview to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series. So why is their paper attracting so much attention now? Professor Mahoney, then Dr. Patelis. I think uh, currently, uh, as we're just uh, uh, coming out of the financial crisis and uh, meltdowns and also uh, uh, the government uh, being more involved in the private sector, for example, being involved in uh, the bailouts of uh, financial institutions and investment banks and uh, General Motors and so forth, that clearly we see uh, the need to uh, study more the connections between public and private. So, Christos, it's pertinent, it's relevant now, particularly in this public sector transformation environment in the UK. Well, it's absolutely right, and I would even add that uh, even on the purely academic conceptual grounds, the award of the Nobel Prize in Economics to Eleanor Ostrom, who has uh, basically emphasized the comparative advantages of a diverse type of institutions, not just the market, but also the state and other forms of uh, societal organization, uh, makes the analysis of the possibility of public entrepreneurship very pertinent. Up to now, the term entrepreneur has been associated with private sector goals and aspirations and those words for profit. The task was to define those words public entrepreneurship. Professor Mahoney and Dr. Patelis. Well, I think if we focus, for example, on what we mean by public interest, I think it's far more uh, complex. So, for example, we can have even divergence between what a local community wants, provisional authorities, nation states, uh, and the international community. And also the public interest may be uh, volunteer organizations like the Red Cross or government like uh, municipal police forces and so forth. And further, uh, the public interest is complicated by the fact of how do we aggregate uh, individual interests to have a meaning for what a public uh, interest is, and sometimes it can be uh, impossible for that aggrega- uh, aggregation. And finally, I would point out that the meaning of public changes over time. So, for example, in the United States, universities are being thought of more as a private good. In other words, the parents and taxpayers think that uh, the benefits are to the individual student, and the parent should and child uh, should pay for the education themselves. And so compared to 1970, where university education was more of a public good, where it was legitimate to have uh, taxpayer dollars for education, today the meaning of public in that sphere has changed dramatically, I would say. Do you agree with that, Christos, that we can no longer think of public and private serving different interests? Well, I mean, there are differences we are going to discuss, but uh, I would say that uh, all human beings share... uh, a similar objective, which is to uh, profit or to take advantage out of their uh, value-creating actions, advantages, and action potential. I think where the difference really lies is uh, the incentives provided to create the value that you are subsequently trying to appropriate. And 
if we look at those incentives, now that word, your paper, award-winning paper toward a theory of public entrepreneurship, the word entrepreneur, it's previously been associated with private sector goals and aspirations and those words for profit. Uh, How did you set about analysing what you call public entrepreneurship, Joe? Mm -hmm. Well, the public entrepreneurship uh, involves uh, innovations uh, of those who combine public resources and private resources in the pursuit of their social objectives. The thing we wanted to emphasize in the paper was that the, the, the management as taught in business schools is relevant for public policy so that uh, in the same way that we can talk about private entrepreneurs having innovation, creativity, coming up with novel solutions, uh, that also we can think of those same characteristics as being needed in the public sphere as well. So whether we're talking about markets, firms, governments, universities, that uh, each of these uh, has the need for uh, the entrepreneurial function in terms of creativity and innovation. Do you see a conflict there, entrepreneurs in the public sector? Well, entrepreneurs in the public sector is, uh, for the reasons that Zoe explained, is a very relevant term. Uh, I would say that public sector and private sector have distinctive capabilities and uh, distinctive advantages, comparative advantages, and uh, the public sector is more uh, dealing with the issue of institutional change, uh, the issue of uh, legal and property rights, and all of these issues are issues where very important innovations can take place and uh, very important changes that can either create value or they can actually distribute or they can even destroy value or lead to value appropriation. So from this point of view, there is scope to do things which are positive or negative. The question is how to create the framework that puts the incentive structure more towards doing the right things, the value-adding things. If getting that framework right is so essential, do we fully understand what the critical differences and similarities are between the public and private sector? And can they both find those opportunities for rent-seeking and thereby share the slices of the pie they create, leading to those much-desired win-win solutions for all? Professor Mahoney and Dr. Patelis. A very famous uh, professor uh, is uh, William Bommel, and I think Christos was kind of referring to a very well-known paper he wrote in 1990 where even for, even for private entrepreneurship, you can have that which is productive, some which is unproductive, and even some which is destructive. So I think that the, the key idea is that when people are seeking economic gains, some will have ideas that will create value and increase the size of the pie of which they will capture some of that gain. But in some cases, the entrepreneurial action can be win-win, where it's not only the entrepreneur themselves who gain, but also other stakeholders in the process. But in other cases, and particularly uh, sometimes, perhaps it's a little more severe for uh, sometimes in the in the uh, government uh, uh, sphere is that People can also do entrepreneurial actions where the pie doesn't get any bigger, but that, that, that is the true problem, rent-seeking, where the, the political process is, is used for the gains of, of folks to the detriment of others. So, but once again, it, it's, a, it's an issue that's involved in both private and public, and the idea to be shared is 
is the pie increasing? And then, of course, uh, the desire for the, the parties involved to, to gain uh, within their share of that pie. Uh, Christos, rent-seeking and that pie. Yeah, well, in, a, in, in a competitive markets, the difference between in competitive markets, most of the time, firms that wish to make profits or appropriate value have to create it to start with. You don't, unless you have granted, you have been granted monopoly rights, you can't really appropriate value out of value which is not created. You have to create it in the first place. This is not always the case with the public sector. Therefore, the public sector, because it has a monopoly of uh, on violence, can actually sometimes appropriate value without creating. So the scope for rent-seeking is bigger. The fundamental question, and we are trying to address this with Joe and our co-authors, Anita McGeehan and Peter Klein, with whom we are doing ongoing research now, in a new paper, which we call the famous Leibcap paradox, where basically what we are trying to show is under which conditions the public sector, despite the enhanced scope for rent-seeking, can benefit out of trying to maximize the joint value for the society as a whole, rather than from appropriating as much possible out of a shrinking or a static pie. And we are making some points in this, in that paper, one of them being that, for example, if that ruling elite, so to speak, has managed to create an appropriation architecture that allows it to capture a even a smaller part from an increasing pie in a way that the pie that actually is appropriated is bigger than in the alternative situation, that might be one of the reasons that actually create win-win situation. Converting academic study into practical realities for the public sector and firms in the private sector in order to increase competitive advantage is a big achievement for the authors of toward a theory of public entrepreneurship, which won the European Management Review 2010 Best Paper Award. Who knows what their ultimate prize will be?